meanwhile, continues to distance itself from the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago, telling ABC News, quote, we do not interfere. The FBI seized 11 sets of classified documents. House Intelligence Chair Adam Schiff telling CBS. Some of those documents were marked top secret, sensitive compartmented information. The search warrant and accompanying documents made public by a federal judge on Friday reveal FBI agents were looking for evidence of three potential crimes, including obstruction of justice and violations of the Espionage Act. That's ABC's Mona Kozar Abdi reporting. Dozens more Cuban migrants in custody after coming ashore in the Keys. Boat carrying 50 Cubans arrived at the southernmost point. Buoy Border Patrol now has them. Average price of gas now the lowest it's been here statewide in more than five months. AAA puts today's average at 364 gallon down for nine weeks in a row. Coming up on 10:03, Peloton's making major changes and it includes hundreds of layoffs. CNBC's Lauren Thomas says the workout giant's business model recently hit a wall. People rushed to buy Pelotons near the onset of the pandemic, and then everyone who wanted a bike got a bike. And it was harder and harder for the company to find new customers. Around 780 jobs are being cut. Many retail stores are being closed. But in the meantime, the price of products are actually going up in a bid to become more profitable. The Bike Plus is going to cost about $2,500. And a tread machine is set to set you back about $3,500. More news at 1030. Brian Mudd's next. I'm Natalie Rodriguez, News Radio 610 WIOD. The silent majority's voice. Inflation Reduction Act is passed. Hunter under federal investigation. The FBI sent agents to the home of a former president. The Brian Mudd Show. Now I want to know why. Nobody is above the law. It is 10.03 on this Monday, and Congress, they've done what they're going to do, including passing over the weekend the tax and spend plan. Speaking of which, you had a number of them that actually did something that I think is a pretty strong maneuver. You have more congressional, largely Democrats, so there's one Republican on the mission, that have gone to Taiwan to talk about a host of issues but we know what the real issue is they are continuing to thumb our nose at china and draw a line in the sand which i would say is a good sign of leadership more so than perhaps the president at kiwa island over the weekend which the biggest news involving him yet again what we were heard or what we were told that uh, he heard about the raid on mar-a-lago last week which was nothing and one of the more interesting storylines that I've come across with something as significant as this story happens to be, the notion that the President of the United States would have found out about this thing the same way that you're, you're me, the same way we did. You know, that uh, Trump truthed it, and it was reported on. So we're supposed to believe the President Biden, no clue about this deal. Oh, shoot, you don't say, as he's just watching the news. Look at that. They're searching Mar-a-Lago. Now, there are certain things that we are told that I am skeptical about when I hear. There are other things that go, kind of go in a basket of not believable as being a person on this planet. In other words, anybody communicating certain information is just beyond belief. And this one very much is hitting in that potential direction. And... When you look at 
what we learned on Friday, and I'll get into this an hour from now with my top three takeaways, the theme of which the farcical Mar-a-Lago raid and educating teachers as we take a look towards education this week. There are a few things that really have a hard time washing here. Here's the first. We learned on Friday, okay, this matter of national security is so important that uh, the magistrate said, what, what, how did about two weeks? Two weeks sound good? You know, sometime between, eh, say, now, which is August 5th and the 19th. You guys have a chance to get around to it over the next couple of weeks. Cool. Yeah, and by the way, just do this between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. We want to make sure that this matter of massive national security interest is you know, done particular times, not just when you can get this done as quickly as possible. Then we're supposed to believe that this urgent matter of national security is something which is not acted on for 60 hours, approximately. See, rather than the FBI rolling up on Mar-a-Lago right away after getting the search warrant, They wait approximately 60 hours. They cut the Miami field office out of the information chain here until they are ready to roll up on Mar-a-Lago. They handpick a D.C. force and they roll in. So, huh, things that make you go, hmm. And again, then you come back to the president who is not briefed. So it's a matter of national security so significant that all that is required, and yet president of the United States doesn't know. John Decker, our White House correspondent with Gray Television, been covering this and so many other things. What do you make of what we've learned here from Friday with the warrant released through the weekend, John? Well, what we've learned are some very serious federal statutes that would be implicated uh, with this search. Uh, we learned that from the search warrant that was released on Friday. Uh, among those three statutes, obstruction of an investigation, and also violation of the Espionage Act. Those are very serious possible charges, uh, but we're a long way from charges. You know, as you know, a search warrant was conducted on Hillary Clinton's email server. At the end of the day, she was not charged with uh, any type of crime. And the same thing may be true also of the former president. Yes, the search warrant was uh, conducted, but uh, at the end of the day, no charges may ever be filed against the former president. So you have to be patient here. I think that's the thing that we have to remember in all of this. John, there is so much that you have covered, so much you know. Decades as a White House correspondent, an attorney at the highest levels in this country, frankly, and And so let me lean on this a little bit. There are a few things that really don't wash well. And the first is, okay, so we get this warrant that is issued, and it's open-ended for two weeks. It's a matter of national security interest, and the magistrate says, "Ah, you've got a couple weeks to carry this out between the hours of 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And your experience is, is, and nothing about this is typical. It's obviously unprecedented, but... I mean, right, does, that, sure. does even just that first detail wash? Well, you know, we don't know a lot. Um, you know, so I think we'd know a lot more if on Friday the affidavit was also made public. Sure. So we got a better sense in terms of why was there a necessity to even do this search. We don't know that um, information. So uh, hopefully we'll get that information at some point. Uh, but if there's no charges ever filed in this particular matter, uh, we may never see that. Um, There are 
there are many instances in which the uh, search warrant is open-ended, as you put it, for a two-week time period, you know, for various reasons, you know, and it just, but you added in the the mix that this is A, a former president, number one, and B, if there was a need to get these um, classified documents away from the former president, why, you know, is there this two-week a window in which to do so. So that's an unanswered question. Um, but keep in mind, there was no uh, need to do it from June uh, when we knew that there was a subpoena issued until this search happened one week ago today. So can you wait two more weeks? I guess, you know, if you're the FBI. But look, I, I think that that's one of those things where we try, you, I, everybody else tries to fill in the gaps. And you see some people try to fill in the gaps with conspiracy theories and that's where you get into into a lot of trouble uh you know to me i'm just patient i wait until the facts come out and i think that that was smart you know last week uh you know on monday when we spoke uh we didn't know a lot uh by friday we knew a little bit more uh, based upon the search warrant being made public that's true and i'm going to come back to that point here in a moment and i would agree with you that we should operate within the premise of that of which we know there is a big yeah. but to all of that, though. You've got to consider the source and the credibility of the underlying actors that are involved. And that, I think, is critical within all of this. But I want to come back to that second detail. Okay, so you, okay. Addressed, you addressed the two-week window with the magistrate's issuance of the warrant. Then, after this, again, we are told that it is a national security you know, situation so significant right. that it requires 30 FBI agents and... Again, this highly unusual step, and I, I noticed this is largely not reported, and, and I, I find it fascinating because I think it's a really important detail. Protocol was, was not upheld here. Protocol would be you cut your field office in, you inform them as to what's happening, and they often play a leading role in an FBI investigation, a search warrant, as the case may be, as they were saying, hey, this is yeah. a search warrant. It's civil. They were cut out. Right. The field office in Miami was cut 100% out. The FBI waits approximately 60 hours, 60 hours from the time they get that warrant. They assemble a hand-picked force out of their D.C. office, keep the Miami field office in the dark, and only let them know when they're rolling up on Mar-a-Lago. So now let's reconcile that piece. Well, I, I I don't know, and neither do you, and neither does anybody else. You know, what we do know is who signed the warrant, who was um, on the, the, the signing document, and what I'm referring to is the DOJ signatory. Sure. And it's someone who's uh, the head of counterterrorism uh, for the Department of Justice. That's a pretty high level to be signing a search warrant. And so... Um, if you're putting together a, a team of individuals to go through a former president's residence, you want to get your best people to do that. And maybe, you know, that's an, a, an easy explanation as to why you're cutting out your field office, because the head of counterterrorism at DOJ is not familiar with everybody that works in the Miami field office of the FBI. You know, that's just one possible explanation that, you know, be thrown out there, you know, as to why it is that the people that were involved in the search were the people that were involved in the search. Fair enough. And then let's tie it into the final question here. So now, okay. and, and again, this isn't the first time it's been stated, but you did have the White House press secretary tell ABC again yesterday that essentially, hey, um, this is a, ma and again, with the national security 
measure that is is so significant. We have to carry right. out this action the way it was carried out, unprecedented against a foreign uh, against a former president. And the current president of the United States learns about this the same way that we he was never braked. We're to believe that he learned about it after Trump truthed it, and it was reported on whatever news outlet he was listening or, or looking at at the time. Right. How is that? I, I, I buy that. I buy. I buy that. Um, I, absolutely, hundred percent. You, you want separation? You know, um, we see already there are conspiracy theories, and if you 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 you, you uh, loop in the current president, the person who defeated his predecessor, it's problematic it has problems written all over so i buy that part of the equation a hundred percent um you know there's all you know when you already have um the conspiracy theories of planted evidence again with no evidence being thrown out there by the former president's own attorney and by uh the former speaker of the house newt gingrich based upon no evidence whatsoever you can understand why. Well, no, uh, I, I can't, though. I, I can and I can't. And here's the final point okay. to come back to, John. And it's what I mentioned you can last and you Tuesday. Can't what? Yeah. I can. I, under normal circumstances, I would agree. And I don't think it's ever helpful to have baseless claims out there. I, I just, you know, I yeah. absolutely agree with that premise. But the problem is this you literally okay. have this man who was the subject of the most pervasive conspiracy that we know about in American history, whereby intelligence agencies and DOJ officials conspired with the Hillary Clinton campaign, conspired with the DNC to peddle a fraudulent dossier to create a narrative that he was compromised by Russia that led to everything that it led to, including his eventual impeachment. You can understand why this man is skeptical and why these agencies do not necessarily deserve the same benefit of the doubt they ordinarily would. That has to be reconciled. And my number one frustration with this story, John, is that people are taking the DOJ and and the FBI at face value. They are compromised when it comes to Donald Trump, period. It's not a conspiracy when it's a fact, and it's a fact what they did to this man. Well, uh, I'm I'm not here, you know, as a spokesperson for any individual like Merrick Garland or... Uh, Christopher Ray, you know, they have people that can speak on behalf of them. Um, you know, I, I just simply say that at this stage of the game, uh, there are no charges that have been brought against the president, and there may never be any charges brought against the president. So, you know, that's why I'm patient. I'm patient, you know, like I was last week until Friday, and I had no idea on Monday that by Friday we'd have the kind of information that we uh, currently have. Uh, and so, you know, to me... I understand. I understand skepticism based upon what you just said. I get it. I understand that. But I think at the same, uh, by the same uh, uh, coin, you got, you got to figure that Merrick Garland understands there will be skepticism, and uh, Christopher Ray uh, obviously understands there is skepticism based upon what you just said. And that's why you have to, as it relates to this unprecedented thing that just happened, the search by two dozen plus FBI agents of a former president's home, you better be sure you have what uh, you need to have because of what you're talking about right now, the skepticism that exists uh, for uh, this particular agency. So yeah, that's why I, I get the, I get the yeah. skepticism. I guess I get the cynicism. Uh, but for me, let's let it play out. And, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see where we are because at, 
we may not have any charges brought against uh, Donald Trump when uh, we go through this whole process. Maybe they got what they wanted, they're good, and they move on from there. So we'll have to wait and see uh, more than anything else. Well, to your point, there's there's no option other than waiting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) John Decker, our uh, White House correspondent with Great Television. Pleasure as always. Talk to you later in the week, John. Thanks, Brian. All right, we'll be right back here. Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD. Celebrate our celebration.